Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. Boom! This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion, and welcome back. Today, every day is Saturday podcast. Sam Crowley here. It's the YouTube version, the video podcast at Every Day is Saturday. You can check it out on my YouTube channel. If you're listening on the audio version, 226 countries around the world. Welcome back to the show. Got an amazing guest, man. I cannot wait to dive into this guy, Alaric Heck. Let me tell you about Alaric. He is the founder, owner of Ad Outreach. Um, just an amazing company. The growth is exponential. And this guy, I'll tell you what, also, um, he is one of the smartest people I know. And the one thing I know about Alaric, I have not been able to challenge him intellectually. Uh, so I know he's going to challenge you intellectually. But we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, the journey, overcoming adversity, YouTube ads, all of that great stuff. Alaric Heck, it is so awesome to have you inside Saturday Nation, brother. Oh, thank you so much, Sam. I'm so excited to be here. This is awesome. Yeah, so I was with Alec a couple weeks ago down in Austin, Texas, at uh, the world headquarters of Ad Outreach. That is a that is a nice hookup. First of all, Austin is beautiful. I can't believe how much it's grown over the past. I was there one time ten years ago, and it felt like I was in a completely different city. So, dude, you got it going on down there in Austin. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Moved out here uh, a couple of years ago now, and and I was actually in, in the Boston area myself back in. Uh, you know, before that, and then, you know, kind of moved out, moved out here. And it is so amazing. It's such a great city. So many entrepreneurs, uh, such a a great energy out here. And I'd always dreamed, I'm sure we'll talk about this in a second. But, you know, I'd always dreamed about having an incredible office, kind of buzzing energy. um, And that's what we have now. And, And you got to you got to see it for yourself. So it's uh, it's really yeah. exciting. It, it, it's been a, it's a, been a long road uh, kind of coming, and but now now that we have it, it it's incredible. Yeah. Dude, speaking of that long road, um, some of you may be looking at Alaric saying, "Hey, wait a minute. He doesn't look that old. I mean, he <laughs> he's certainly not old enough to be running one of the fastest growing countries uh, companies and in the Inc. Five thousand, number six, number four in the state of Texas, number one in Austin." Over 6,000% growth. That's the journey. Because it didn't start that way. It didn't start that way. So, hey, take me back to when you first got an iPod for Christmas. Because that, I think, is how this whole crazy journey of this exponential growth started. Take me back to Christmas when you were 12 when you got that iPod. Yeah, so I, I remember exactly what you're saying. That's when my entrepreneurial journey uh, started then. And I had had some things before. I had you know, some lemonade stands, kind of classic, kind of cliche, right, when I, was, when I was younger. But my real kind of entrepreneurial journey started uh, when I was 12. I got a, uh, it, was, it was the first generation iPod Touch. Uh, and I got it for, uh, as a Christmas present. And I was so excited. I was, you know, got it. It was the latest tech. I, I loved all things you know, Apple, I was, I was just, you know, 
obsessed around it. Obviously, you know, uh, one of the, the biggest companies and, and, and really incredible. And so I started to dive in. I said, wait a second. I now have this iPod Touch and there's the ability to get all of these different apps on here. And so naturally, I was, being somebody who always loved technology, I was diving in and downloading all the apps that I could find, seeing which ones I wanted to get. Uh, there were also a lot of paid apps too. And so what I found is, you know, other people were wondering when they got their iPods or iPhones, they were wondering what apps should I download? And that's where I had an idea. What if I created a YouTube channel where I showed the best apps to download, especially since at the time, a lot of the apps actually cost money. And so that's where the idea behind AppFind came to be. And that was, you know, the original YouTube channel I started back in 2009, early days of YouTube. And I was on YouTube before that. I was actually kind of, I was posting, uh, you know, videos with friends, sketch videos. um, And this was though the, the actual first business YouTube channel that I built. And so I created AppFind. I was reviewing these different mobile apps and I started to get all these views. Um, and all soon enough, thousands of people were watching the videos because they wanted to find out, is this an app I should download? Should I spend 99 cents on this app? Well, watch the video <laughs> first, right? And so yeah, yeah. it was one of those things where in the early days, I was able to do roundups of, all right, here's the best apps for this or best apps for that. And people started to watch it. But when the channel really started to take off, was uh, a couple years after that when I did my first full complete beginner's guide to the iPhone. So that was uh, the the iPhone, uh, I think four uh, or you know four S or, or one or the other of those. And what I did was the first complete beginner's guide it was an hour long video teaching people from the very beginning how to use their iPhone. And what I wanted to do was create a video that could actually help my, you know, my grandparents understand how to use their phone, even my parents, right? Getting new into, into technology, how are they going to be able to use this iPhone and teaching them from a complete beginner standpoint? And those videos at the time, those got hundreds of thousands of views, but my later complete beginners guides have millions and millions of views. And I've taught millions of people how to use an iPhone for the first time, which is something I also feel really proud of because it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's helping people out. And I get all these comments all the time. I still get comments, people saying that this is their first smartphone, their first iPhone, and people who are, you know, in their 70s, even in their 80s commenting and saying, you know, thank you so much. This was so helpful. You know, my, my uh, uh, you know, son or daughter, like, set this video up for me to show me how to use it. And now I can use my phone. And so it's, it, it's, it's really amazing to see that. And I think that's also a part of why the channel took off is it wasn't just reviewing apps. It then evolved into something more of helping people with uh, beginner's guides to um, technology specifically around, around the iPhone. So when you started doing those videos, that's such a yeah. great story. I mean, it's just, I got so many questions. I could talk to you for 10 hours. We, we did talk for 10 hours in Austin, yeah. but I could talk to you for 10 more. You know, so I'm kind of curious. Uh, I, I've, I've got a couple of questions around that period of your life. When you first started shooting a video, you were a really young kid. Did you have any uh, inhibitions or like, you're so young, is anybody going to take me seriously? Do, you know, do, do I have any credibility? Because, I mean, you're not Steve Jobs, you know? So, I mean, did you have any thoughts in your head like, or I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't even care. I'm just going to, I just want to help people. What were your thoughts when you were creating content? That's a great, that's a great question. So when I was creating the content, I knew I just wanted to, 
Originally, it was just for fun. I wanted to record videos to show yeah. the best apps that I had. And before that, I was recording videos with friends. These were kind of more, you know, uh, the, the classic YouTube videos, the kind of sketch videos. Um, yeah. And I had learned how to edit in Adobe Premiere. And I always, at the time, so I always knew I wanted to do something with video. And of course, we're going to talk about the YouTube ads and all that stuff you know, uh, coming up later, but I always knew I wanted to do something with video, but at the time I thought I wanted to be a director. That's what I thought I wanted to be kind of growing up. And so creating videos, producing videos and being able to post it to YouTube, which I even remember right when, when YouTube became more, more widespread. And obviously I was very young at the time, but I remember prior to that, I was posting, I was doing some animated stuff too. I was posting it on, on Newgrounds, but then the videos would get uh, deleted if they didn't have enough upvotes. So I don't know if people, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people might remember that or, or whatever, but yeah. I would post those videos and if they didn't get a high enough like ratio, they'd get deleted. It was a crushing feeling. It's like, oh my goodness, my video got deleted. And so, but I just had to really decide to just keep doing it and getting better and better. And I've always loved being on camera. I have always loved... Um, I guess a great way to put it is leading people. And, you know, now I lead a, a team here at, at Outreach. So we've got around 50 people. Like we've got an amazing team. Um, growing up, I was in, uh, you know, I, I did a little bit of sports and things, but I was in Boy Scouts was the main thing, you know, became an Eagle Scout, always leading people, you know, in that, in that realm. And so I think that it was a natural progression to lead people on video as well and to teach them and to say, hey, here's how to use your iPhone. Here's how to use the different apps. And one of the things that I think made the channel really take off is I actually taught people from a, a complete beginner's guide how to use their iPhone. Here's the button to turn it on. Here's how to power off yeah. your phone. Here's you know here here's where the microphone is. Here's <laughs> how, here's how to how to actually make a call on your phone. No wow. other video is talking about that. Every other video, Apple didn't even have videos talking about that. And actually, it was yeah. funny because I got contacted by uh, there was a, a government like agency that said that that reached out and they said we want to use your complete beginner's guide. To, we just got this phone right for 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 all of our agents or whatever, all of our people, and we want to use your guide to teach them how to use this phone. It was crazy. I was like, "What? <laughs> That's amazing!" Of course. And so, um, and uh, and so it was just. It was an incredible experience, and I was hooked. People watching the video, people that I didn't know, thousands of yeah. people. The first three, four years wasn't it wasn't making any money. I wasn't, you know, it took I think I think it was year three or four before I got into the YouTube Partner Program. At the time, it was a lot harder to get into, so I had to, I applied yeah. again and again and again. Um, but then once I did get in, then it really started to snowball from there as well. You actually needed your dad's signature to get into that partnership program, didn't you? Yes, I did. Exactly. And so uh, I remember when I finally got accepted. It was the fourth or fifth time I had applied. Uh, and I get the email, you're accepted the YouTube partner program. And I click the link and my, my heart sank because it's, it says, all right, you need, to be, you need to be 18. And that was when, so that must have been three years in because I was, I was uh, you know, 15 at the time. And so I remember going to my, uh, going to my dad and asking him uh, to, you know, kind of co-sign this. And I remember yeah. what he said, too. He said, you know, you're not going to make a lot of money with this, but I'll sign it anyways, you know. 
and I used that as a little bit of a challenge, and sure, sure, sure was he, 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 he was wrong. So, you know, he started yeah. to started to make more uh, from that YouTube channel. In the first year that I had that YouTube uh, partnership, um, did over $60,000. And I remember a, uh, a, a teacher that I had in, in high school, I, I was just talking about it, and I remember a teacher overheard that, and they said, there's no way. You can't be making you know, $60,000 from YouTube. And I said, oh, yeah, I am. Like, look, like, it's, just, it's YouTube ad revenue. They, they pay you for getting these views. And I remember his face kind of went white. He was looking at it. And he said, that's more than I make. And that's when I realized, that's when it hit me that I actually had something special that was pretty, pretty exciting. And again, not, obviously, I'm, I'll be the first person to say, I think that teachers are underpaid. I think they should be you know, pay, yeah. paid a lot more. So, you know, yeah. but at the same time, that's when I realized, wait a second, I have something here. And I was able to keep scaling that up. And then all of a sudden, I got these sponsorships. And that's what took the YouTube channel over, uh, you know, over six figures is I was able to supplement the income from YouTube with sponsorships. And so all of the other people on YouTube, what they were doing is they were going in and they were signing up with uh, these agencies and these agents and things like that. Um, and I, I looked at that and I said, well, why would I give 50% of my income it was just, that was the deals that were being offered at the time, yeah. at least for creators yeah. that were my size, because I was in that mid-sized creator, right? Even still, like it's, it's even still like that YouTube channel's always kind of been it, ever since, obviously, once I, once I scaled it the first time, went from a small to, but it's, it's consistently been in what classified as like a mid-sized YouTube channel. And so the deals that those types of YouTube channels get is um, not the best deal and so what I was able to do, so I think I, think I had over 100,000 subscribers um, it, it, at that point in time. What I decided to do was start actually doing individual deals with applications because I was getting, and this is not an exaggeration, there was a point in time, and this is not, you know, currently I still have some people that run the channel, um, I'm less involved with it now, but there was a point in time when, during the app heyday, we get 50 to 100 inbound emails every single day it was insane and so what i was doing is i had a templated response and i would send an email back where i would say hey thank you so much for for uh you know asking if we can review your app um you know we have limited spots we'll take it into consideration that said if you're interested in sponsorship opportunities just reply to this email and say hey i'm interested in the sponsorship and i'm happy to send you our rate card and so I built a rate card and I ended up doing hundreds of these sponsorships for different mobile applications, just individually brokering them, no agency, no, you know, yeah. third party people just doing it myself. And I learned so much about business negotiation, um, probably not as much about sales because it was kind of just selling itself, but yeah. I learned so much about that process um, at that point in time. And, uh, and then I was able to take that into college with me and, use a lot of the YouTube revenue to, to help pay for, pay for college. And when I was in, uh, in college, that's when I started to hire other, you know, other people to join my team with AppFind and, 
you know, then I had somebody, okay, you're going to manage the emails. You're going to, here's the templated responses. And, and, and I, I had a business development person. And then I had somebody who uh, was doing script writing. I taught them how to, how to write my voice. And then I hired a video editor. And, um, and I was able to systematize the whole process um, by, you know, during my freshman year of, of college, I was able to systematize the whole process such that the main thing that I was doing was running the ship and supplying my voice. But I had people writing the scripts, editing, securing the sponsorships, doing all the other, other pieces. I mean, you, that's amazing. Because even in your freshman year of college, you had a sponsor wanting you to drop out of college, move to Silicon Valley, join their team, do, you know, in this YouTube ads division that they, they'll create, six-figure offer, vested stocks. I mean, all of that. And you're just a freshman in college, and you said what? So I said, I said no. I said I wanted to build this myself. And so that's actually how YouTube ads come, come into it, too. And, and, and that's a great segue because, you know, so I built up the YouTube channel. You know, nowadays it has over half a million subscribers. I built it up. Um, I think by that point it had a few hundred thousand subscribers. You know, can consistently grew from there. But built up the YouTube channel. I'd systematized it. And so now I had been able to pull myself out. So now I had, you know, some free time. And like many entrepreneurs, I'm sure people, uh, you know, listening to this, can, can resonate. I just wanted to do something more with that free time. And so I had one particular mobile app and I wanted to like build a bigger business because I was still getting pressure from my parents who were saying, Alric, what internship are you going to do? Yeah, you've got your YouTube <laughs> channel, but what's going to be long-term? You know, you got to, yeah. you got to go. And, yeah, what's uh, your real job going to be, Alaric? What are you going to do for real? Yeah, I was still getting those. I was still getting those questions, especially, you know, my freshman year of, of college, um, and I think that their concern too was they knew that I was making a good amount of money from the YouTube channel, but their concern was that it was like a wave and it would, you know, kind of potentially potentially uh, die out. Um, and I also knew that I was in a linear based um, business where my time that I put in, even even with the small team that I had, was proportional to the time that I had out. It was harder to scale that YouTube channel exponentially. And there are ways to scale YouTube channels exponentially, but it, it, it yeah. was. That was what I was running up against. It was consistently growing, but I didn't have that exponential growth like I had at the beginning or like I would have with, with some of the other businesses which we're, we're going to talk about. And so I was exploring, okay, what's next? What can I actually build here? And that's when I had that one mobile app. And so it was a you know, social media app. They had paid me to do a video. I post the video on YouTube. And they get a bunch of downloads like, this is great. This is the best influencer promotion that we've ever done. Um, great work. Can we pay you, uh, you know, half what we paid you for the original video to just publish the video again? So they had paid, you know, $1,000 for the video. And they wanted to give me $500 to publish the video again a few days later. And I had to tell them because, again, like, I, I pride myself on my integrity. Like, I didn't want to just take their $500. I said, hey, like, y you're not going to get the results that you're looking for here. I could post this again, but if I post a video again, it's going to be my same viewers that are going to see it, and you're not necessarily going to get more downloads, right? It it's posting the same thing twice. You you're not necessarily going get to get more downloads. It's not going to do what you think it's going to do. And so they were disappointed. They said, there must be a way we can get this video in front of more people. It's working better than anything else that we've seen. And that's when it hit me. What if 
I run a YouTube ad for this app and we take the $500, they're going to pay me that $500. We just take that $500 and we put it all into ads and Mm -hmm. we run an ad for that video to get it to reach more people. And so they're a little skeptical at first. I remember I had to actually talk to somebody else in their, in their, their team. It was funny. They were really quick to hand $500 for me just to post a video again, but to to have that go into, go into ads, they were a little skeptical, but I, I was able to convince them and we take that $500 and I go in and I was completely new to YouTube ads. So I went in and I was learning it from scratch. And that's the, the early stage of me diving in. And this is, again, this is over, over eight years ago now. Um, you, know, ba- you know, basically back in yeah, 2015, my, my freshman year of, of college, I was going in and setting up this campaign from scratch, figuring out, okay, how do I target? How do I, you know, reach, reach people that are similar to this? And I went in and um, I created the campaign and in one week, we got over 11,000 users for that $500. Wow. Yeah. That's they, amazing, man. They, they were, yeah, it, it, was, it was really cool. They were blown away by it. And that's where that call you were, you were mentioning came because they called me up. And at the time, the only people really doing YouTube ads were like Ford and Geico and these big, you know, State Farm, these big companies, right? So there weren't a lot of smaller companies doing YouTube because even back then, there weren't as many on, you know, because they're kind of the different waves, right? E- even then, people were just starting to get into Facebook, right? So we, that was a couple, you know, uh, degrees behind where where the marketing curve was online. And so I was, I was ahead of, or sorry, ahead, ahead of the curve, a couple degrees ahead of the curve of where it was online. And so uh, I remember they called me up. They say, hey, Alric, this went so well. We want you to drop out of college, fly out here to Silicon Valley, join our company, run our YouTube ads and they wanted me to kind of run this YouTube ads division. I turned it down. I wanted to do it myself. It was tempting because it was, you know, it was actually kind of funny because it was, it was similar to, you know, my parents wanting like, uh, like what they would classify as a real job. Um, and, uh, but it was tempting, but I decided to turn it down. I wanted to build it myself and that's when ad outreach was created. So it was that, it was that summer, um, that I officially founded, you know, ad outreach. And at the time it was to promote mobile apps. So I was doing YouTube ads for mobile apps. I saw how powerful it was and I just tapped my yeah. existing network. I reached out to all the people that had ever sponsored with me and I had hundreds of people to choose from. And I reached out to them and I said, Hey, I now have a way to promote your app using YouTube ads and look at the results. I got these couple, these few companies, I'd love to do this for you too. And I was way undercharging for it, but it was great. But that's how you get started, right? It's like you, you, yeah. you dive in and you massively, massively over-deliver. And I went in and I was doing these YouTube ads for all these different mobile apps. We drove millions of downloads collectively across a variety of these different applications that I work with. And then things changed when I went to um, HubSpot Inbound. Um, this was in uh, 2016. And I remember going there and... I saw the ClickFunnels booth and that's when I realized, and, and, and the conference itself was phenomenal. I signed up for HubSpot, but then I also saw uh, ClickFunnels and I signed up for ClickFunnels in the early days as well. And I realized that there were people marketing things other than apps online, which I know is, you, you know, it, it, it sounds like it's an easy realization. I, and I knew that there were other things, of course, but that opened my eyes to the fact that 
there was far more than just apps and e-commerce products. There's also info products. There's education. There's coaching companies, consulting. You know, there's services. Um, also, there the whole world of funnels, right? What is a sales and marketing funnel? And I realized that I could do YouTube ads to a funnel. And so that's when, um, you know, I also joined my first mastermind. I was doing some research. I found a great, you know, uh, some mentors that were able to help me package everything that I had. And what I realized was I had something really special. So I started to do YouTube ads for different businesses. And then I shifted over into training YouTube ads, um, you know, from there. And and that's going to get us kind of closer to you know, d- diving into t- to, to where, where we are today, obviously a lot of growth since that point in time, but that's kind of the early, early phase. Yeah. yeah. There's just, there's so much there, man. I mean, um, I definitely want to talk to you about what you're currently doing with that outreach because, um, like if you've ever, here's, here's the danger. If you ever click on anything Alaric has on the internet, you will be stalked Every page you, yeah, I've seen so many of you. This is funny. Alaric Heck is the retargeting master of the world. I think he's the number one YouTube ads coach in the world. Plus, he's just a really great guy, you know. And I really pride myself on vetting people. I'm just, a, I think, a really good judge of character. I think that's a good quality to have, by the way, uh, because there's a lot of people out there selling a lot of things on the internet. And you know, how do you know? You know, well, I think you got to, um, you have to have some sort of radar out there. Um, you can go on different, you know, the trust pilots or the BBB and things like that, but you really got to be able to just tell. And I could tell um, Alaric's whole persona online. You know, it's a buttoned up, serious organization. Uh, they don't go into a thousand different things. Their specialty, as far as I'm concerned, is YouTube ads and being able to target your ideal client out there, market to them with a unique video message. But if you ever do opt into Alaric's funnel, I've seen people comment, like I was on LinkedIn the other day, and I don't spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, a little bit more now than I used to, but I see you have an ad there, and it's, uh, hey, bet you're surprised to see me here, laugh emoji. And you've got, I don't know if you see it, but you got like 50 comments of like, oh my God, <laughs> Alaric's on LinkedIn. Oh my, hey. And a lot of people had a lot of fun with it. They're like, hey, totally expected to see you here after I, after, because I know yeah. you follow me everywhere. But do you ever, when you're out in public, I'm curious, you ever have anybody come up to you and say, wait a minute, aren't you the guy that targets me on the internet? Haven't I seen your ads? Yes, it's, it, it, it is a little crazy. And actually, the funny thing is it happened after, you know, after all of the, uh, you, like after I moved out here to Austin, because I was like a lot of people was, was kind of, you know, uh, uh, in, in all those like not traveling to a ton of events and like kind of lockdown stuff. And so and yep. that's when I scaled up the business a ton and I scaled up the ads a ton. And so I moved out here to Austin two years ago and, and I hadn't been as much out and about. Um, you know, obviously like a lot of people for, for a period of time there. And that's when it started happening. I would be in a coffee shop and somebody would come up to me say, Oh, are you Alric? Oh, I see your YouTube wow. ads everywhere. I was eating dinner and somebody said, Oh, you know, YouTube ads beat Facebook ads. I didn't know you were here in Austin. And I, I, uh, and actually this was just, just a few weeks ago. I was walking down the street, a car rolls down its window. It's like, uh, it's, it's like Alric, Mr. YouTube ads. Oh, and it, it's kind of crazy. But then, but then I'm like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? And then they just kind of roll off. So I don't even have a full interaction with them. It, it's crazy. I go into, uh, but then especially it, it really ramps up when I go into events like funnel hacking live, like the click funnels event, I can't even walk a few feet without having people come up. And, and what I love to do is I just, 
have conversations with everybody. So I, you know, yeah. I remember um, they, they have this like VIP area. I spent no time there. I, I would just go out and talk to a ton of different people because, you know, there's all these people that were are like where I was when I was starting out and they just need that encouragement and they are discovering click funnels and they're getting online or maybe they're further along in their journey and they have some more advanced questions. And one of my favorite things at Funnel Hacking Live, I'll just walk around, just have a ton of conversations with different people and just, I, I love... I, I love, I'm all about, and I know we, we've talked about this, uh, this Sam, like I'm all about the, the ripple effect, right? So creating a massive yep. positive ripple effect. Um, and the more that I can go out and help other people, especially business owners because in entrepreneurs, because they're the ones that actually can create the biggest ripple effect, right? So this is positive ripple effect is if I go out and can impact someone, right? Maybe somebody's listening to this podcast. Right? Or, or there's a client that I can help and help them with YouTube ads and they can reach more people, right? Or somebody I meet at an event and I have a conversation with them and I can inspire them or give them some advice that's going to help them with that next stage. If that helps them, then go out and whatever business that they have, go and help more people and figure out how they can reach more people and help more people. Then that creates a positive ripple effect because then all the people that they help, they have communities, they have families, they might have their own businesses or maybe it's helping their health or whatever it happens to be. And that's why I love that th- this concept of a positive ripple effect. Um, it's just, it, it really is really deep in, in who I am. And I know we're going to get into, and I do want to make sure we have time to dive into the YouTube ad strategies and all of that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just think that's so powerful. And that's also one of the reasons that I really love what you do, uh, Sam, is, is you go out and you podcast to all of these people that are watching or they're listening and you're able to help inspire and empower and help all of these different people. And so you're creating this ripple effect. It's impossible for you to meet every person who's listening to this. You said, was 200 countries? Yeah. Yeah. Over 200 countries. Yep. Crazy. So just think about that positive impact um, that that has. And and that's inspiring me to, you know, do, do, you know, potentially go out and do a podcast and stuff like that too. But I love like when I hop on, you know, things like this, um, it's, it's, one of the one of the things that I love the most about being able to either go on on YouTube with a YouTube ad or on YouTube or go to events or go on podcasts is you never know who might be watching or who might be listening or who you might talk to and how that interaction that you have can set forward a really positive ripple effect in their lives and in their business and, and everything that they do. Yeah, I love it. You're right. And, uh, you know, I. You know, my audience here you know, over the past 18 years or so, they're the dreamer, the doer, the entrepreneur. They're, they're somebody that really believes they've got a message to share. They've got a story to tell to the world. Um, I'm, a little, I'm a little concerned about getting into the weeds on YouTube ads on this particular podcast because yeah. we might lose them in an audio format without being able to share a screen. I want everybody, though, and I want you to walk us through what a YouTube ad is. I want to get to that in a minute, you know, because when I first got connected to you last summer, we're talking the summer of 2022. I lost my Facebook ad account. Uh, somebody in Vietnam somehow got a hold of my Facebook account, kicked me out as the admin, ran up a bunch of credit card charges, and I'm sitting here in the summer of 2022 without any cold traffic, without you know, without any way to get it. And I and I heard you on a po- I heard you on a podcast. That's how you and I got connected. Heard you on Joel Irway's podcast, and um, and to Joel's credit, I reached out to him because I know him and um, I'd done business with him in the past. Sent him an email, said, "Hey, Joel, would love to look into YouTube." I said, hey, Alaric's your guy. Just I got nothing to do with YouTube ads. 
And I think that, or first of all, speaks to the integrity of a guy like Joel, number one, because he could have tried to like, you know, backdoor sale it somehow like that. Number two, uh, I really respect entrepreneurs. And I don't really like this phrase, but I'm going to use it in context here that stay in their lane. Like Joel knows what he's really good at. He's the webinar guy. He's getting a little bit into other stuff too, but he's really made his money and is really his niche into webinars. He knows what he's good at. He knows what he's not good at. So when I got connected with you, I had started into YouTube ads. I had no idea. So this was what I knew about YouTube ads. Skip, skip. They're so annoying. Like I try to watch a golf instruction video and up pops Frank Kern. I'm like, skip, skip. You know, I just get me my golf instruction video. So I was like, huh, am I going to be that guy who's talking about starting your podcast and people are just going to skip, skip. But then as I started working with you guys at Ad Outreach, I didn't care about the skips. That didn't matter to me. What mattered was the qualified individual that I was targeting through what you guys teach who actually watched the three-minute video or so and ended up going over to the landing page, putting in their name and email, watching the short video, and then booking a call with me. And I started to see the process. And then when the call got booked, I got on a Zoom call, was able to talk to them about my own mastermind. And if we have time, I want to talk about the power of a mastermind. So just if you put that up here if we happen to have time at the end to talk, because I really believe in masterminds. I was in your mastermind a couple of weeks ago live in Austin. Um, but walk us through the psychology, number one, of how a YouTube ad is so effective. What makes a YouTube ad so incredibly effective? Because I thought it was just, these are the ones I'm skipping, man. <laughs> they're so annoying, but they're really effective. Talk about like the psychological, and then we'll get into like the implementation part about it. Absolutely. And that's a great way to put it too. A lot of people have this misconception of YouTube because they're used to skipping different ads. But if you actually think about it, Think about the time that maybe there is an ad that you did pay attention to, right? That you did yep. watch, that actually did capture your attention. And that's what you're going after is to really capture people's attention when they're in what we like to call the learner's mindset. So people are on YouTube for one of two reasons, either to be entertained or to learn, right? And so what you want to do is you want to reach people when they're in that mindset where they're looking to learn something, when they're maybe researching something, and you want to get in front of them at the right time with your ad so that you can actually capture their attention, get them interested in exactly what it is that you do, and have them avoid the skip button. And so one of the other things too is every time somebody who is not interested clicks skip on an ad, what it does is it actually feeds the algorithm that lets YouTube and Google and then also the advertiser know that these types of people are less interested in this ad. And so it can actually fine tune the algorithm to help show the better ads to you as a, a viewer or to those different ideal clients that you're looking to reach. But also it's all about how you set up the targeting. So what you wanna do is you wanna have a great ad that really captures people's attention, right? It has a hook, you pull people in. You also wanna push the wrong people away. So if people aren't interested, you want them to skip that way, it gives that data back to Google and back to YouTube that that person isn't interested or that you know type of targeting or people similar to that person are going to be a little bit less interested. And so it's fine-tuning the algorithm along the way. It's training Google and YouTube's AI. Right? They have millions of data points. And what we need to do is, is fine-tune that AI that they have. Again, I'm trying to keep this higher level. I know you know, we're yeah. not getting too deep into the technicals. But what we want to do is we want to draw people in. So we've got that hook. Then we provide value on the ad. And this is one of the things that makes us unique is a value first ad. I mean, we've all seen ads where there's no value, right? It's just 
hey, you want to buy my product? Click the link. But that doesn't work as well on YouTube. What we want to do is provide actual value. You talked about a three-minute long ad. So for you, talking about the power of podcasts and how they can really help you amplify and build that million-dollar message, right? Talking about that inside of the ad or me talking about YouTube ads and the power of YouTube ads inside of the ad gets people warmed up and we're actually providing real value to them. So we've drawn them in. We've hooked the right people. We're now providing value. And then at the end, we have a clear and concise call to action. If they've watched the video to that point, like you said, they've watched the video you know, for three minutes. Now we say, hey, if you want to learn more about this, you can go and click the link and I've got a free training for you. And you're leading with even more value. So there's even more free value they're going to be able to get. They just have to put in their name and their email. And once they do that, then they're going to get the next training. And then, you know, you can take them from there. And that's, that's the start of a funnel, which is, you know, of course, a, a whole separate conversation. But that's the start of the funnel. But what you want to do is you want to hook people. You want to pull them in, provide value, educate them, and then have a clear and concise call to action. And by yeah. creating a video like that, you're going to appeal to the people that are genuinely interested in what it is that you do. But you're also going to, you know, repel the people that aren't as interested, get them to click skip and teach the algorithm who is and is not interested in an ad like this. And then yeah. it all comes into the targeting, which we can we can talk about next briefly. I don't have to dive super deep into that. Yeah, I think also, you know, what I didn't realize was how simple it was just to shoot a video. Like my videos that I started with, uh, were on, they're still just on my iPhone, even the most recent ones I just created for my own YouTube ads. Um, but I was in my car and I just recorded a three minute video from my car and that was my YouTube ad. And I was amazed at how well that converted. And I think, and I would love your opinion on this, but I, I, when I see videos online, the more authentic they look, the more I'm captured by them. Like if it's somebody in their living room or their kitchen, I'm going to watch it. If it's somebody that looks professional, filtered, studio quality, I'm less apt to, to be drawn into that video. Is there any, is there any data behind that or was, is that just the way mine worked out? There absolutely is. And that's one of the big things that we talk about is really being what we call the authentic authority, right? Mm. Being authentic and not having to have an overly produced video. We actually have, uh, again, what we've analyzed is we've seen people that create these very over-the-top, very produced videos, the fanciest cameras, the green screens, the white screen background, the big studios... And the problem is those videos feel just like every other ad we've been trained to tune out our entire lives, right? We've been yeah, trained, yeah. you know, even from TV, even think even before all the YouTube ads, like on TV, you're trained, ad pops up, it looks overly produced, you know, uh, it's a commercial, you you go and get a snack, right? You know, you do whatever, you, know, you, you tune it out. Um, and... That's the other thing that people are trained on YouTube as well. An ad, you see an ad for Geico or State Farm, you're like, all right, it's another ad for Geico or State Farm. Let me continue. But if you see an ad that feels like a YouTube video and it feels natural and it feels authentic, that right there is exactly what is going to allow you to deeply connect with your ideal client. So if somebody's watching YouTube and they're, maybe they're watching videos trying to figure out how do I start a podcast and then you pop up, Sam, and you, you pop up and you say, hey, you know, I want to teach you how I built a podcast you know, with 20 million listeners, 200 countries, with your famous line right in, in, in the back of a Dunkin' Donuts uh, parking lot in my car, right. right? 
And people are watching that. That's so relatable. And you've built something so amazing. So people can relate to, you know, I don't know, just parking at a, at a Dunkin' Donuts or whatever yeah. it happens to be. It's like, and it's the story that you talk about, right? It's, it's, and so I think that it's one of those things where that is just going to draw people in versus if you saw somebody overly polished in a very professional studio and they say, do you want to do a podcast that gets millions of listeners? People right. might think, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I'm resonating with this person. I don't know if that's like, they're not going to see it as authentic. And the funny thing is they could even be talking about less results than even you have. I mean, you have such a tremendous audience and reach here. They could be talking about less, but have it be in this overly produced professional studio. And it's going to feel out of reach for people, feel disconnected, or people might even tune it out. They might not even watch the whole video if it's this big fancy studio, fancy lighting, all this other stuff versus your video that's authentic, it's real, it's raw, and it's like the other YouTube videos that people are used to watching. So you're exactly yeah. right. That being that authentic authority is the key inside of inside of those YouTube ads. Authentic authority. That could be the the work at home mom, that could be the uh, the blue collar dad, you know, that could be the twenty five year old, the seventy five year old showing up in your natural environment, whatever that looks like for you, not overly produced and not getting in, up inside your head. A lot of people that turn that red light goes on on the, on the iPhone or a video camera. They, they get paralyzed by this has to be some Hollywood good production. I can tell you um, that's not been the case with my ads. You know, my ads are shot on my iPhone, like I said, and it's a one take deal. And that's, that's my audience. Like that's my podcast is a one take deal. I don't do any editing. I don't have rehearsal or anything like that. And you got to know your audience. Speaking of audiences, let's transition into that. By the way, station identification, talk to my friend Alaric Heck, founder of adoutreach.com. Alaric, before we, I want to do this at the end, but if, what's the best way for somebody listening to this podcast, if they want to hit pause right now and connect with you and talk more about YouTube ads, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, so the best way to do that is just to go to adoutreach.com. That's A-D-O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H.com. That's our site. Now, we have a full 19-page YouTube ad strategy PDF, and I want to give that as a you know, completely free gift to anybody who's listening. Go to adoutreach.com slash PDF to get that full PDF. It walks you through step-by-step step our entire process to YouTube ads, how to target the right ads in front of the right people. It outlines really everything inside of that. Um, but then also, if somebody who's listening or watching is in that state of mind that they say, hey, this is what I need, maybe you are running into issues you know, with Facebook like, like you were, Sam, or you know, maybe yep. your cost is getting higher, or you're just looking to really dive into ads to scale and grow, you can go to adoutreach.com slash apply. That's A-D-O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H dot com slash apply. And uh, you can book a call with our team. It's a complimentary strategy call, and we can map out what this will look like for you as well. Awesome. And we'll link those in the YouTube and the and the uh, the podcast description as well. But I want to make sure I said that. We'll do it again at the end just to make sure. But um, as far as targeting goes, the one thing I found, and I didn't know. Well, I did. I did know this, but I didn't realize to what extent. YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. Google's number one. Google owns YouTube. So you're not just getting the benefit of YouTube. You're getting the benefit of all the AI that Google has. Now the good news is. Google knows a lot about us. The bad news is Google knows a lot about us. Like it almost feels like talk about following you around the internet when you type something into Google and then you start seeing all these ads around it. Um, the ability to target was really another eye opener for me, Alaric. 
um, you know, I wanted to target people that were looking to launch a podcast. I'm like, well, how many people could that be? When I started setting up my ads, turns out millions, if not billions of searches of people in that niche looking to launch a podcast. And then you can target by age. You can target by household income. You can target by demographic, United States only, U.S. and Canada, worldwide, Cincinnati, Ohio, Austin, Texas. I mean, the ability to target once the ad is completed, the next thing is, who do you want to see your ad? I mean, that blew my mind, man, as far as how much information ad outreach can get, get into. For example, when you were helping me do it, say, Sam, look at, at how you can just narrow that bullseye in, not the outer rings, but you can start at the outer rings and start throwing some darts, but eventually you end up right in that bullseye. Talk about the ability, Google working alongside YouTube to just allow you as the as the infopreneur, the advertiser, the entrepreneur to just target your ideal client prospect. Yeah, that is, it, it's, it's such an amazing thing that we can do. And that's exactly right. You can go in and target exactly who you're looking to reach and you can layer it with who that person is, right? So details about their demographics, so age, uh, different, different details around them as well but also their household income. So is this a higher household income individual that maybe you have a higher end package that you're trying to sell, or you might open that up a little bit if it's a little bit lower end. And so you can go in and target those, but the best way to target, um, or in addition to that, sorry, it's not, it's not a but, it's an and, and what you can also do is you can also target based on uh, who that person is, what they're looking up on YouTube, what they're looking up on mm. Google, websites they've been on before, and you can go in and create what are called custom audience segments. And so what that allows you to do is tell and teach Google and YouTube's AI who you're looking to reach. And that's what we've kind of refined as our alpha AI targeting strategy, right? Is you can go in and say, I want to reach anybody who's looking up how to start a podcast. And they've searched those exact words on Google or on YouTube. And we can create an audience that only targets people that have searched that term on YouTube or Google recently. And then we can layer that with a specific demographic, maybe a household income. And there we can have a really accurate targeting for somebody that might be interested in learning how to start a podcast and going through your process. Same thing for us. We can target people who are looking up YouTube ad training, like how do I set up YouTube ads, all of those different search terms, layer it with uh, a somebody who is in a higher household income bracket, who's potentially a business owner, and then target them with our ad. And then that's how we can reach the exact right person at the right time with the right video. And that's what's going to actually get those conversions that we're looking for. And this has just been the evolution to really quickly loop back to some of what we were talking about before, because, you know, just to kind of catch us up to where we are today, after I saw all that success uh, with different businesses I created a done together process and that's what's really brought us to where we are now. And, you know, now we have over, you know, like 50 team members. We've got wow. thousands and thousands of clients we've worked with. And it's, it's been incredible working with, with you as well, Sam. And, and we have so many amazing people seeing success on YouTube to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars in collective revenue. You know, we, you mentioned this earlier, but we, we scaled our own business to over eight figures and, and, and landing on the Inc. 5000. And the way that we were able to do that is with these types of YouTube ads, is making sure that we're reaching the exact right person, the right time, the right video. And we can do that by crafting an authentic video. It has a hook. It educates. It has a call to action. 
and then getting that video in front of the right people based on what they're searching on YouTube or Google, based on who they are. So you, there's also another type of custom intent called an, a, an affinity or in-market audience. So you can go in and say, hey, I want to reach people that are interested in these types of things or something that describes who they are. You can also target people based on websites they've been on before, right? So if yeah. somebody's been on a competitor or a complimentary website that you know, hey, if they've gone on this site, then they're definitely going to be interested in what I have to offer. Well, you can target that as well. You can target people who have apps on their phone. Maybe they have podcasting apps on their phone, right? You can target people with that. You can target people who are um, in these pre-built in-market audiences that Google and YouTube know are in the market for advertising or business services or whatever it happens to be. There's so many opportunities to really pinpoint that exact right person you're looking to reach and then reach them with an ad that feels authentic and really captures their attention. Yeah, all of that, uh, everything you just said. And of course, there's just, there's so much more. That's why if you have an interest in doing YouTube ads, you got to connect with Alaric at Ad Outreach because, you know, I was, I, I, when he just said all that, I'm like, oh yeah, I get all that. Now I know almost a year into it. But when I first got started, I, my mind was blown. I'm like, I can target people that have been to a competitor's website and show them my ad. Are you kidding me? That's like, that's like fishing with a with fishing with dynamite, you know? It's like, you know, that was what kind of blew my mind is that you can narrow it down as as much as you want to get in that bullseye. And you know, like anything, there's testing involved, you know, you got to be able to you, there's got to be a runway. I want to talk about that that financial runway when you get started with YouTube ads because the budget that I started with was $50 a day. Mm-hmm. All right? That could be $1500 a month. I don't know if that's on the high end, the low end, but if you wanted to get started with YouTube ads, I want to just tell everybody this should already be known in the, in the entrepreneurial world. There's no guarantees and there's no, you know, a perfect date that your ad is going to catch on and have success. Could be in a few days, could be in a few months. You just, you don't know. I know one thing, if you give up, you're never going to have success. But what is, when you start with YouTube ads specifically, what do you say should be a really logical runway that you should be in this for this amount of time before you expect to see some sort of ROI from YouTube ads? Have you, is there any kind of a, is there any data with that? That's a great, that's actually a really great question. And there's different ways to answer it because what I want to do is I want to give you the more kind of, you know, uh, uh, conservative answer because ultimately there's people that day one, their ads are profitable and really, really successful. Um, there's people it could take a week. There's also people that sometimes it could take a month, right? It could take a little bit of time, more testing, more tweaking, more going in and analyzing. That's why we work hands-on with clients as well and uh, as part of our yep. process and and, um, and also we've got, you know, like I said, I've got that, that PDF, which is a great starting point as well. Um, but what we, what we typically see is it's, it's usually in that, uh, the average would be within that kind of two to three week mark. Um, but again, there's people that see that success right off the bat. There's people that might take a little bit longer, but that's a general cycle because what you want to do is when you launch your ads, you do want to be really testing and analyzing at least uh, a couple times, uh, you want to be in it daily to make sure you, you're looking at things, but you also don't want to make changes too rapidly. So in the early phases, you want to go about three or four days before you're making a change or about $100 of spend. So let's say you have a $25 a day campaign. Um, and we always recommend starting with at least two campaigns. So that's why, you know, you start at 50. That's the, that's yeah. kind of like what we at least would recommend starting with. Um, typically we'll start our clients that are newer to YouTube ads around 50 to a hundred dollars a day. 
Um, sometimes up to up to 200, but um, that's kind of where we start normally, and then ramp up from there. But we also have clients that are at the point where they're spending thousands and thousands of dollars a day, and it just depends on the scale that the, the companies are, are ramping up to. So if you hear those numbers and you're thinking, oh, I've got a much bigger ad budget than that, well, of course, you can scale up YouTube ads, and like we're at the spot where we're spending thousands and thousands of dollars a day on YouTube. That said, and we've got many clients who are doing that too, that said, you want to start at a place that's going to allow you to really test, figure out where your audience is, and get there before scaling up. And I've actually, I was on a different podcast um, just about a week ago, and I was talking with them about this concept because, you know, they're used to kind of the bigger agencies that say, okay, let's launch, you know, a a new campaign at $1,000 a day and see what happens. And I remember what I was telling them is, I don't recommend that with uh, businesses that are, you know, if, if you're not a venture capital kind of funded business where you're already running a lot of YouTube ads, let's start out small and then scale up as we know that we've reached our target market and then we can hyperscale that ads. I know we were just talking about your ads are doing you know, so well. It was like, hey, let's, let's scale these up. Let's look at yeah. what does that look like. Um, and so typically though, to answer your question, I would say starting at least $50 a day, um, $25 a day per campaign. You always want to have at least two campaigns because if you only have one, you never know, right? You, this yeah. could be the best campaign. This could be the worst campaign, but you can't split test it. If you have two, you can at least do a ladder, right? So you have one campaign that's getting this level of results. You try and beat it. Now the new campaign gets better. You remove the old campaign. Now you try and beat it. And it's like a ladder and you're just climbing up. And if it doesn't beat it, okay, great. Let's try something else. Maybe that'll beat it. And so now you're, yeah. you're constantly testing against yourself. If you only have one campaign, you can't do that. So you always want to have at least two campaigns. And typically we'd recommend having around four. So two to, starting with two to four campaigns, 50 to $100 a day. And then from there, ramping up the ad spend. Um, and uh, I would plan to have a month of testing budget. That said, in general, you shouldn't necessarily need that as long as your funnel's dialed in, your process is dialed in. Um, you know, you're going to be getting uh, leads coming through. It's just, uh, and, and, and sales, as long as, again, that the funnel process is in place, it's just, it might take a little bit of time to get it dialed in, but once it's dialed in, that's when we can go and scale. So hopefully that, yeah. that makes sense, and that's, that's what we recommend. No, it does. It does, because everybody's budget's different. Some people, like you said, if you're a VC firm, great. You got, you got a big barrel of money. If uh, you know, you're a solopreneur and you have to watch it a little bit on the front end, you can still get the results. I still think it's funny when people say, hey, you might have to wait a little bit. It might be a couple of months. <laughs> it's like we're willing to spend 40 years at a job, but can't wait eight weeks to get a new client from a YouTube ad. You know, I, find that, I just find it funny in the information age. I, hey, got to be a little patient. It might, be, might take 90 days you know, to get an ROI on your investment. Um, hey, I want to wrap it up. Uh, I was down in Austin uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like I said, I got a chance to hang out with Alaric in the corporate office with all, all the employees. And it was a mastermind. And it, it really was amazing, man. First of all, you put on an amazing event. It was just uh, it was such a great day in the office. We went to the FC Austin soccer game the next night. Um, just got a chance to hang out with other people from all around the world that are, you know, they're all entrepreneurs and they've all got a big dream. You know, everybody has a big dream. That's a power of a mastermind. I run a mastermind. It's a podcasting mastermind. Teaches people how to create their million-dollar message, how to launch it, how to market it, how to monetize it, give them the blueprint to make money with their podcast. 
Uh, with the remaining minutes we have left, Alaric, um, first of all, I, I want to make sure I say that. I just want to thank you um, for all that you've done for myself, uh, for my my ads, for taking really a personal interest in the Everyday is Saturday brand. I mean, just I want to say thank you so you hear that on this podcast and everybody hears me thank you because it's really important that you understand the impact that you've had on myself and on my business. So I just want to say thank you for that. And then secondly, the power of a mastermind. Um, can you just speak about that in the remaining minutes we have left on this show about what it means to have like-minded individuals together towards a, towards that mission that they're going after? Yeah. And, and absolutely. And, and first off, thank you so much, Sam. It really, really means a lot. And uh, I really appreciate that. And, and it's exactly what you're saying. That there's so much power to a mastermind and surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And I remember when I joined my first mastermind, which was, you know, going back to, uh, back to, you know, 2016 there, um, after I'd gone to that event, I was looking, I wanted to find a mastermind. I remember joining my first mastermind and, you know, really just going all in and being surrounded with other incredible people that lifted me up and shared what was working for them. And I shared what was working for me and, you know, sharing the YouTube ads. And, and so it just became this incredible environment of growth. There is so much power in a mastermind. And so now we have our own, you know, mastermind, like, like what you say out here, other incredible business owners and, and entrepreneurs from all over the world fly in. And what we can do is really compress years and years of trial and experimenting and all of these things into days or even hours. And it's not just what we bring to the table. There's so much more to a mastermind. So somebody joins your mastermind, they're going to learn so much from you about podcasting. You've done things at incredible scale. You have you know, like a couple decades of experience on the podcasting side. People are going to be able to compress all of that experience into such a small period of time and become an expert overnight. It's, it's incredible. And it's the same thing with us. Our clients come in. We can help them with YouTube ads. We can get those results. We can get those returns. I know we were talking about before. It's like, hey, look look at this ability to to scale some of these things. We can compress all of these things that I've, you know, learned over time. And our team, you know, we've got an incredible team. It's not just me has learned over time. But it's not just that, right? Your, Your mastermind, my mastermind, there's a lot that we're teaching. But in addition to that, it's the people in the mastermind that have so much to offer, the different collisions, the different things that they can provide. Hey, I did this. Hey, I did that. Networking and really connecting with each other. So, you know, for instance, you can have a lot to provide around podcasts to other people that might be in that mastermind and you can have conversations about that. And, you know, again, somebody who joins maybe one of your masterminds, they might meet someone else that would be a perfect podcast guest for their podcast. And then all of a sudden they're cross-promoting and there's so much synergy that's happening. It's the same thing with us and our mastermind. So there's a lot of benefit when you join a great mastermind that has an amazing team behind it and leadership behind it. But in addition to that, not only the trainings and the things that you learn, but the mastermind is the collective of people. That's the key. There's so much value and impact there. Yeah, there is. Trying to do it on your own is real. It's not impossible. I mean, look, you started, you know, when you, when you had your iPod and you, but imagine had you been in a mastermind group at that point yeah. in time, the trajectory might've been a lot faster, a lot quicker. Um, Alaric, uh, give us, uh, before we wrap it up, give us the PDF download link one more time. And if they wanted to book a call, where do they go? Those two links. Absolutely. So to download the PDF, it's adoutreach.com slash PDF. That's A-D-O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H dot com slash pdf 
Uh, and if you want to book a strategy call, it's completely complimentary. We'll dive in, map this out with you. It's adoutreach.com slash apply. That's A-D-O-U-T-R-E-A-C-H.com slash apply. And you can book that strategy call as well. I love it. I love it, man. I hope, I hope, uh, this is a podcast you're going to want to listen to again. If you, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, go back and watch it again. There was just so much gold. We could have talked seriously, guys. I mean, have we, have we been able to share a screen? We could have really dived into, uh, what YouTube ads, that's what the PDF is for. That's what, if you wanted to talk to somebody at outreach, you can have that conversation as well. Um, I wanted to keep it more along the entrepreneurial mindset and talk also about how YouTube ads work in general because that would actually be doing a disservice having the guy that I think has forgotten more about YouTube ads than anybody's ever going to learn in their lifetime. We definitely wanted to dive in. But Alaric, your ability to uh, you know to really to run this company, you attract the best of the best, not only as clients but the personnel that you have in your office. And starting with an iPod and now running an eight-figure business, man, it it's just so impressive. But I think what's even more impressive is who you are as an individual. And uh, you know, don't ever lose that, dude, because you know you'll always do well in business. But man, you're just such a solid guy, and I'm just happy to have you in my inner circle. And thanks for being on uh, the Everyday Saturday podcast, brother. Thank you so much, Sam. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you for having me here. This has been incredible. Thank you. All right, everybody, that's a wrap. We'll see you back on uh, the number one motivational podcast on the planet. Let's go. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar. Go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.